Welcome to Contemplate, a Bible teaching ministry of Pastor David Robinson and brought to you by Acts Church in Vancouver, Washington. Today, Pastor David will pull no punches as he teaches us the truth about adultery, not what the world says, what God says. Here's Pastor David. We have been in a series called Right Side Up. Right Side Up. And we have been studying through Jesus Christ's Sermon on the Mount and seeing how life in Christ in the kingdom of God is upside down to the world, to society, to culture, but right side up in reality. Now let's get into the scripture we're going to study this week. This is in Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 30. If you have your Bible, you can grab it. If not, it'll be on this ginormous screen behind me. It says this, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Now, that's some pretty serious stuff. Some of you are familiar with the Ten Commandments, right? You shall not murder. You shall not covet. You shall not watch additional episodes of a Netflix series that you were watching with your wife after she falls asleep. The Seventh Commandment is this. You shall not commit adultery. Now, what is adultery? Many of you know it is a married person having sex with someone who is not their spouse. That's the traditional definition of adultery. But here Jesus is telling us that adultery is much more than just a sexual act. It's much more than just that thing that we do. Adultery begins in the heart. Now, marriage is a covenant relationship. A relationship of promises to God about one another. Adultery breaks that covenant. Now, we're going to get a chance, Lord willing, to get into uh, covenant, promise, oath, vow, those types of things when we get into just a, just a few uh, passages later here in the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to get into that, hopefully, Lord willing. Um, but for now, I just want to talk about two types of adultery. Two types of adultery. I want to study adultery against your spouse and adultery against God. Every time that you commit adultery against your spouse, you always are committing adultery against God. But there's a lot of other ways that we commit adultery against God. Every time we put anything, anything before God, you commit adultery against him. Let's, let's focus on the application of the passage first. It says, but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, Jesus is comparing lust to adultery. He's saying that for a man to look at a woman that is not his wife and lust after her is adultery. The same thing as having sex with a woman that's not his wife. And what was the punishment in the Old Testament for that? They both got stoned. Not Northwest style stoned. Rocks, right? Stoned to death. That's what happened. It was a very, it is a very, it was a very serious thing. But we live in a society that is just drunk on sexuality. It's just drunk on lust. Pornography is rampant. 
for both men and now for women too. More and more and more. And sexual immorality is so common that those who hold the view of sexuality that Jesus Christ commands are laughed at in our culture now. They're laughed at. If you suggest that someone should not view pornography and masturbate, or that unmarried people should not sleep with each other, you are considered a prude. You're a prude. It's considered repressive or even harmful to teach your children these things. Do you know that? There's a documentary that they show in public schools now, or at least in one public school that I know about, that argues that fathers who teach their daughters to save sexuality for marriage, to save it for the marriage bed, are actually harming their children. That's a harmful thing to tell your daughters that. That's a repressive thing. This is upside down. It's upside down. This upside down view of the world is very, very jacked up. And Jesus is coming with a right side up view. The truth that Jesus Christ is preaching into that darkness. And his truth is simply and fully rejected by our culture. Absolutely rejected by our culture. Let me make something clear. Jesus teaches that there is one, one context for sexual intimacy. Okay? You can write this one down if you need to, because culture may have messed you up. Here it is. You ready? A lifelong covenant marriage between one man and one woman. That's it. Period. There is no, but what about, no. But what about, no. Lifelong covenant relationship marriage between one man and one woman. Sex does not happen outside of that context, period, in any way. There is no other context. All other expressions of sexuality are sinful. I know that's not what you're going to hear on television. That's not what you're going to hear in culture. I know that's not what society practices. I know that even the idea that God created man and woman as separate and glorious creations in themselves is no longer popular. The idea that a man is a man and a woman is a woman and that God did that on purpose and that there was a reason for it and that there's glory in it, that's, that's no longer accepted either. For that matter, the idea that God exists or created at all is more and more up for debate with people these days. So go figure. And I'm not here to get political. I'm not trying to be hateful or judgmental or lift some sins up against others. That's not what I'm about here. God knows my heart. I love you. I love anybody who's listening to this, uh, who's watching this video. I love everybody in this room. I'm not here to be difficult. God loves you. I love you. But that's why I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth because I love you. This is God's design and plan for human sexuality. It's the only one there is. I know that some people, maybe you're in here, you're checking it out. You're like, what are these people doing uh, over in this building? Uh, you know, what's going on over there? What's this Christianity thing about? And I know that for some people, they think that Christians are obsessed with sex. That is to say this, that Christians are obsessed with judging people for sexual sin while they ignore basically every other sin. That's what a lot of people think. I'm not here to speak for other Christians. I, I can't speak for them. I can tell you this. Sin is, is terrible. All sin is terrible. All sin is adultery against God. All of it. All sin causes pain. All sin separates us from our beautiful and wonderful, amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Period. Not one is lifted up above another. And I'll also tell you that Jesus died on the cross 
and that he rose from the dead on the third day, and that you can be forgiven and clean and right with him through the power of his blood. So while sin is terrible, God is good. But the reason we're talking about sex isn't because we're obsessed with sex. The reason we're talking about sex is because this is what Jesus taught about. And I'm not going to hide it from you just because culture may think something different. Jesus teaches that sexual immorality is a terrible sin. Because it is. Because it is. If you are looking for a church body where people are going to look at your sexual sin and not say anything, or say something like, well, we're all sinners, so just work on it if you happen to have the time, you're in the wrong place. We teach scripture here. We teach scripture here. We are serious about scripture, and we're serious about loving you. And loving you starts with honesty. Honesty. It starts with telling you the truth. And here's the truth. Sexual sin will destroy you. It will destroy you. Culture says, no big deal. It's not no big deal. It's a big deal. It will destroy you. It's not no big deal that men are going online and looking at naked women and satisfying themselves sexually. That's not no big deal. It's not no big deal that the women who are being used by evil people to make pornography are being treated as things instead of people. That's not no big deal. They're being used as things rather than seen as women made in the image and likeness of God. That's not no big deal. It's not no big deal to God, and so it's not no big deal to us. It's not no big deal. It's not just an oh well kind of sin. It mocks God. It mocks his creation. It dehumanizes women, and it's adultery according to Jesus Christ. It is the breaking of your vows. For those of you who are not married, you can't commit adultery because you're not married, right? It is what Scripture calls fornication then. Whether it's adultery or whether it's fornication, it's dehumanizing. It's dehumanizing. It's dehumanizing the women that you are using on the other side of that phone screen or that computer or tablet or TV or whatever ways you've got to do it now. You are dehumanizing that person. Even if it's just some person you're thinking about in your own mind, you are dehumanizing them. You're treating them as a thing. And you're dehumanizing yourself because you're using the unique and special gift of sexuality as a means to an end. As a means to an end rather than treating people as an end in themselves. You are treating your own self like you're just a meat sack. You're acting like your body is nothing more than a machine to be pleasured whenever you feel like it, rather than a vessel created by God for good works that you might walk in them. Every time, every time you do it, that's what you're saying to God. Every time you do it, that's what you're saying to your spouse. Every time you do it, that's what you're saying to the people who are being used and oppressed in this industry. Every time, there's no exception. God has told us what's right. It's not no big deal. For those of you who are living in a lifestyle of sexual sin, stop. Stop. Not try to work on it. Stop. Kill it. Stop now. Jesus makes it clear. This is what he says. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. 
And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Let me tell you something. By hell, Jesus does not mean a time out for a minute. He means hell. Because adultery is a big deal. By gouge out your eye and toss it from you and cut off your hand and toss it from you, Jesus does not mean just try to do better. It's not what he's saying. We're all humans, so who cares, really? It's not what he's saying. He means stop now. This is serious. D.A. Carson writes this. Our generation treats sin lightly. Sin in our society is better thought of as aberration or as illness. It is to be treated, not condemned and repented of. It must not be suppressed for fear of psychological damage. This is how Satan has deceived us. We are sitting around acting like sin is no big deal, even in the church. Even in the church, more and more now, when society starts turning upside down, we start turning upside down with them. We still think that because there's some separation, the church may still be a little bit far away from where where society is. We feel like that that means that it's okay. But we're not just called to be separated by a little bit. We're called to stand on the rock, to not be moved at all. We don't move with culture. We don't do that. Because when we do that, where is society left? What have we done to them? We have removed the anchor and the foundation. We have hidden the light of the world. Do you remember? Just a little while ago, he said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You hide that when you let the world turn you upside down with it. And you leave everyone in darkness. That's not going to happen. Not here. You may not like what Jesus has to say. That's your choice. I understand that. I hope you'll still listen. You may not like how hard it is. You may not like how firm it is. You may want to soften Jesus' commands. Or you may want to interpret all the meaning out of Jesus' commands. That's your choice. There's a consequence for it, but that's your choice. But the people of God, his children, Christ's church, will go on. We'll go on proclaiming the good news of salvation and proclaiming the way to a life of freedom and hope and peace and joy. And part of that life is the truth that sexual immorality will harm you and will harm others. It is a sin. It does separate us. Every time God gives us a command, it's for our good. It's for our good. But the reason he has to give us the command is because we cannot always see the good that's in front of us. The world is broken. It's broken. People say things like, my boyfriend will think I don't love him if I don't sleep with him. Then he won't marry me. And I know God wants me to get married, so I have to sleep with my boyfriend. Or you don't understand. My husband has become so boring And this other man makes me feel happy and special. Well, God wants me to feel happy and special, so I need to leave my husband and go get with this other man. Or I'm not hurting anyone with my pornography addiction. No one else knows about it. Well, God knows. You know. Or we're consenting adults and we love each other, and God's all about love. So how could God be against us having sex? 
In every case, what we're saying is, we know better than God. He's given us a clear command, and we're saying, it's not really what he means, or we think this other thing's more important, or whatever we'd say. We'd say, we know better than God. In every case, we find a justification for why we're going to break God's commands, for why it's okay. And every time we break God's commands, we break his heart. That's just a fact. We break his heart because he loves us. Earlier I was talking about you don't really know what other people are thinking. Well, he knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what's in your heart. His commands are given so that we will thrive. He wants that force. It breaks his heart when we do things that get in the way of that. But we can't always see it. We cannot always see it. We cannot always understand it. So we replace God's wisdom with our justifications. That's what we do. We replace his wisdom with our justifications. That's a mistake because his commands are for our peace, our shalom, wholeness, and our joy. And when we justify enough, and we try to fit in with the world enough, we sin, and we approve of others who sin. Romans 1 makes it clear. It says this in Romans 1, 28-32. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerned, Concerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, knowing, having read it, having had it preached, having studied it, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. You have a calling in Christ. You have a calling in Christ. Live righteously and speak the truth in love. Let me tell you the truth in love. Lust is a vile sin. And it is destroying families and it is destroying individuals. Pornography is destroying people. It is destroying our children. It is destroying the promises and vows made by married couples to one another. Adultery is wrong. All sex outside of a committed lifelong marriage between one man and one woman is wrong. Scripture could not be more clear about it, no matter how much people want to try to twist it and do whatever so they can keep turning upside down with the world and taking the light that we are to the world and darkening it so that we can get along, so that we can avoid confrontation, so that we can, so that we can be one of, the, one of the fellas. We're not one of the fellas. Loving the world is enmity with God. Choose. Choose. You want to be sure and listen to part two as we learn more important truth about adultery. Until then, if this is something that you struggle with, we'd love to help. Call us at 360-885-9000 or send us an email Use info at axchurchnw.org.
Or come see us this Sunday morning. Get easy directions and all the info you need at axchurchnw.org. We'd love to help you find peace and freedom in Christ. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for much more with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate.